Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Don't want a lot for podcastness. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presence underneath the podcast mystery. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. Baby, all I want for podcastness is you. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to day 10 of podcastness. So close to being over. I hope you guys are still here after yesterday's episode. I'm sure they still like you just fine. I hope so. Um, I was going to sing a jingle. Oh, what jingle are you singing today? Have yourself a merry little podcast, miss. Let your heart be light. That's all I got. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Oh, uh, what do we got going on, Ashley? What is today? I don't know. What's today? I don't know. It's day 10 of podcast. So what is it, Friday? Mm. I think it's Friday. Yep, it's Friday. Okay. So what do we got going on, on so? Friday? We're hanging out on Friday. I got a doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with my psychiatrist. So you can get more medicine? No, they gave me a new prescription today. Oh, good. Which was absolutely ridiculous. I know none of you care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. My antidepressants. They didn't give me enough medication to get through to my next appointment. And so I've been calling them for two weeks trying to get a refill. And then they finally give me a refill, but they wrote the prescription wrong. So my pharmacy refused to refill it because it was like a tapered dose. And it's not supposed to be tapered. It's just supposed to be a 10 milligram dose. And so am I breaking like HIPAA laws by telling people my medical stuff? I'm going to tell people myself, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. And you're not a healthcare professional. Well, I don't know. HIPAA doesn't apply if you're not a health I don't know about HIPAA, Ashley. All right, but anyway, so for like two weeks, I've been trying to get this refill, and then they sent it, and it's wrong. It's tapered, and then I'm still trying to get it figured out, and then I ran out of it, right. and so I called them when I took the, la- I took the last dose, and I call them, and I'm like, hey, I need this, and she's like, oh, well, your doctor's out of the office today. She was out of the office yesterday, too. When is she going to be back? And she's like, well, the medication lady also is not here until later this afternoon, like three o'clock. Can she call you then? And I was like, no, honestly, I probably was a little nasty to her. I was like, no, this is absolutely ridiculous. I was like, I need you to get me with someone that can refill my medication. Like, I need you to put me through to somebody. I was like, because I've been calling for two weeks and I'm now out of it. Like, I need my medication because honestly, medications terrify me. 
Right. Like side effects. If you just stop taking them, I was like, no, like I'm not willing to just stop taking it. So I need right. you to. How to taper off if you're yeah. going to stop. Yeah. So she got me with like the office manager and the office manager was fantastic. And she called my doctor like directly to her cell. And she was like, I'm going to stay on the phone with her until she sends over a new script. And then it was like 10 minutes. I got a confirmation. My order was ready. Good. For pickup. And then I sent Jacob to go pick it up. I didn't get his story, but apparently he fought with them at Sam's Club because probably because he never set up a Sam's Club membership. Hmm. So they probably wouldn't even give him the prescription. But yeah, probably. Apparently he got it figured out and didn't. It's free with my Sam's Club membership, so. Right. Oh, oy vey. It was a whole big thing. <laughs> but anyway, I got my new prescription. Good. I'm glad I was so going to ask take you about tomorrow. that. I mean, it was stressing me out. Like, I know. It's antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, and you guys are giving me severe anxiety. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, well, I just want to make sure, like, you're not having any bad side effects, are you? Not for the medication, but the situation is giving me bad side effects. Right. It was not a good time, but they did finally get it fixed. Well, good. Thankfully. And then I was able to uh, get it refilled. Jacob picked it up, so. So you didn't, like, miss any doses? No. I have, I took it today, and then he picked it up, so I'll have it for tomorrow. But I was out. Like, today was my last dose. But I tried to get this handled two weeks ago. Right. And they refused to give me a new prescription because they wanted to make sure that I wasn't having any bad side effects. And I was like, okay, I understand. I totally get that. I understand. But I have an appointment on Friday. I ran out of the medication. Like, I only had enough for Tuesday. So it was literally only two or three days that I needed. Right. And I was like, I understand. Write me a prescription for five of them. Right. Like, what's the big deal? You've already had me on it for a month. What's five more days? Like, right. I understand, obviously, if I'm having side effects, you wouldn't want to give it to me. But I'm like, I don't understand why they didn't write me enough to get through anyway. Yeah, that's kind of silly. But anyway, so Friday, I have an appointment, which is today. Okay. And uh, it's virtual, so that's nice. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Yeah. So I don't even have to leave my house. I can just do it right wherever. Hmm. Anyway, what else we got going on on Friday? I got to work. Yeah, I don't think anything. I don't know. We could have a whole day of things. My brain is mush. I don't know. <laughs> we are recording more today on Friday. Oh, yeah. The last two days of podcastmas. Yep. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't want to record anymore. You make people think we hate recording our podcast, Ashley. No, I don't hate it. I just am tired. Yeah, me too. It's okay, though. I've prepared a case for us today. I don't think it's going to be very long unless you got, like, reactions, but you normally don't, so we should be able to get right through it. Okay. I think this should be a pretty short day of podcast, miss. Okay. okay. Well, uh, let's today, go. Today, I want to talk to you about Peggy Clinky. Okay. Um, her name is actually Margaret Mary Clinky. She goes by Peggy? Yep. Like I, it. I don't know why. I think that's one of those things. Is Peggy short for Margaret? I don't know. I think it's one of those things. I really, I'm sorry if I offend anyone. I really hate when people shorten their names to things that don't go with their name. Yeah. Like when people named Robert go by Bob. Yeah. Your name should be Bobbert. I would agree with that. Or go, go by, by Rob. Or go by Rob. Or when people go by Bill and their name is William. Yeah. That like one grandpa. makes no sense to me. Our grandfather's name was William and he went by Bill. Grandpa or, Bill. Or, um... Richard Dick. goes by Dick. It makes no sense. No. Makes no sense to me. I don't get it either. So, anyway. Yeah, so those are mainly man names. So, I wonder if, yeah, Peggy might be short for Margaret. Maybe that's a woman. I don't know. Example of that. Is it? I don't know. But her name was M Margaret Mary Clinky, and she went by Peggy. I never really thought of Peggy as being, like, a shortened name. I just thought people named people Peggy. Um, I put in nicknames for Margaret, and it's Maggie, Madge. Marguerite. That's not shortened, but anyways. Margot, Margie, Daisy, and Peggy. 
Okay. I don't understand where Daisy or Peggy come from. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and Rita. I missed that one. Rita? Yeah. Uh, Margaret, Rita. Eh, that's a stretch. Okay. I don't know, but I'm just saying. There's got to be some other female ones, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, okay. Moving on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Margaret Mary Clinky was born December 2nd, 1970. She was raised in Ohio and was one of four children. Margaret Mary Clinky went by Peggy. So from here on, that is what I'm going to refer to her as. Okay, thank you. Peggy's family was very close-knit. Peggy was close to her three siblings and also her parents. Hearing her sister describe their family actually reminded me of our family. As an adult, Peggy was very health conscious. She was a yoga instructor and like very into fitness. Because of her love for health and fitness, Peggy wanted to go to medical school. And in 1998, she did just that, which I also thought was kind of baller. Yep. Like at 28 years old, she decided to go to medical school. Yep. It's not really something people typically do. No. But I liked it. Yeah. Uh, moves. Yep. So Peggy moves to Albuquerque, New Mexico and enrolls in pre-med classes at UNM, which is just... University of New Mexico. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought that sounded better. UNM. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. That's where Peggy meets Patrick Kennedy. Peggy was immediately smitten by Patrick. He was kind and seemed like a genuinely good person. I'm sure Peggy was lonely have, and, you know, having someone she could spend time with was nice. She did just move to New Mexico from Ohio, so it's not like she knew people. I think Patrick was one of the first people that she really met at UNM. And he was also pre-med, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive he was a student there. Okay. I could have just made that up. Probably not. Uh, Peggy's sister, Debbie, was concerned that Patrick was getting too serious with Peggy. Um, and, you know, Peggy was supposed to be focusing on school and not on a relationship. Right. I think that was just. school is hard. Right. I think that was just like sisterly concern. Right. Uh, Debbie told Peggy that she was concerned for their for this relationship. But Peggy isn't worried. And she moves in with Patrick. Hmm. That's when the relationship takes a big turn. Patrick begins tearing Peggy down daily, calling her a whore and criticizing the way she dresses. He's just being really degrading. Uh, but then he would apologize and all was forgiven. It was just a big cycle, as it usually is in those kinds of relationships. Mm, a toxic relationship. Yes. Peggy assures her family and friends that Patrick is not abusing her, but he was abusing her. Emotionally. Yeah, but this was in 1998. Right. So that wasn't really a thing in the 90s. Um, and I said that, like, here, there's literally so many forms of abuse. So even though Patrick isn't, like, physically punching her in the face, he's still 100% emotionally abusing her. Right. And I just hate the fact that we don't see other forms of abuse as abuse. Yeah. I know. And there's so many people even now that don't right. see it as abuse. But I'm like, mm, being called a whore daily and, like, being put down is 100% emotional abuse. Right. And not okay. Right. But... If you were to punch her in the face, you'd go to jail. Right, but people think words don't hurt. Right. Like in Maid, when she like shows up at the... Mm-hmm. I was actually just watching that earlier today on TikTok. Yeah. That's when she shows up at the mind. court and it was like, she's in a DV shelter. Because she told the social worker and the social worker was like, yeah, that's abuse. Yeah, and she was like, no, I want to save it for like people that are actually being abused. And she's like, you are being abused. Yes, because so many people don't see it as abuse. Right. And it's, it's infuriating. Sad. They don't see it like financial abuse, emotional abuse. Like, they don't see that, and it is. Right. 100%. 100. Like, if you're in a relationship and you have no access to funds in any way, like, you have to ask your spouse. And there's a big difference between abuse and, like, respect. Right. Because, obviously, if you're in an adult relationship, like, you should be respectful of each other. You know? I mean, like, you and Tyler have amounts of money that you're allowed to spend without talking to each other. Correct? Like, And you have a joint account, and you both have access to that money. 
Right, but if I want to go out and blow $300, right. then we need to discuss right. it. Right. I don't necessarily need to ask permission, right. but discuss. It needs to be a conversation. Right. Exactly. And there's a lot of people who just have no access at right. all. And that's not okay. Agreed. And then you have like this emotional abuse, like this right here also. Another thing, which I didn't put in here, but I wanted to talk about. So he's abusing her emotionally, like telling her she's a whore, criticizing the way she dresses, being degrading, telling her she's stupid, and then he's apologizing to her. You're not apologizing when you're repetitively doing the same thing. Like you're not actually sorry. Right. And that really grinds my gears too. Because when you're repetitively doing the same action, you're not sorry. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And I try to give that, like, tell my children that, too, because my kids will do things. And they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. And I'm like, you 100% meant to do it. You know, like, they'll hit each other. And I'm like, listen, don't hit each other. It's not okay. And they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. You meant to do it. We've already had this conversation, and you are repetitively doing the same behavior. Therefore, you're not actually sorry for what you're doing. Right. If you were sorry, you wouldn't do it. Right. Like, that really, I really try to reiterate that to my kids, because that drives me nuts when there are people, because I know a lot of people like that, that will just constantly do the same things. And then apologize. And then apologize, and and they just think everything's better. Right. And you don't have to accept every apology you're given. That is true. You can say, thank you for your apology. I do not accept it. Yes. I say that pretty regularly. I say that to my husband pretty regularly. Yeah. Because I feel like once you do things so many times, you really can't apologize for it anymore. Right. So, yeah. Really, this annoys me that she's telling her family, like, oh, he's not abusing me. Right. But he is. Sounds like he is. Sounds like he is. Um, Peggy would think about leaving, but then she would be too afraid. So again, she's being abused. I mean, if you're afraid to leave someone, clearly they're abusive. After three years in March of 2002, Peggy has finally had enough and she does leave Patrick. She only took what she could and she waited until Patrick had left to make a run for it. So again, clearly. Right. Afraid. Afraid. Uh, when Patrick realized she was gone, he called and begged her to return. But Peggy's done. She gets her own apartment on the other side of town and starts over with a clean slate. Good for Peggy. Yeah, it is good for Peggy. I'm proud of her for leaving. She's ready to move on, but Patrick isn't going to make that easy for her, as we've learned in these stalking cases. Right. I think we're done with podcastmas. We shouldn't do another stalking for like a year. I'm okay with that. Uh, So the next day, Peggy calls her sister, Debbie, and she tells her that Patrick's stalking her. Like, already. She's like, yeah, Patrick's stalking me. He's calling her nonstop. He's harassing Peggy day in and day out. Peggy's friends and family tell her to go to the police, but Peggy says, what are they going to do? So she just has to deal with it. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah, that's what we've learned. We already knew that prior to podcast, Miss, though. Right. We knew there's very little the police will do about stockings. Right. So anyway, she just has to deal with it. It's annoying, but it's just phone calls. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Except Um, it is. It is, but a lot of people think, like, it's not a big deal. When your phone's getting blown up, I mean, they just think it's phone calls. What's the harm? The problem is it escalates. Right. Starts as phone calls, and then it becomes something more. Right. Um, But soon, Peggy has something else to occupy her. She meets a man named Mark Sparks, and the two begin a relationship. And to hear him describe Peggy is honestly really adorable. He said that it was like a movie when he saw her, and his jaw dropped. She was just so beautiful. Oh, that's cute. so sweet. Obviously, this infuriates Patrick. Unfortunately. Yeah, and he gets Mark's phone number. And he begins harassing Mark. Peggy feels awful about this. And she tells Mark that she understands if he wants to leave her. Like, he shouldn't have to deal with this. But Mark's like, no, we're going to get through it together. He's like, you know, let's arm in some phone calls. 
Patrick just gets more desperate, though. He shows up at Peggy's and proposes. What? Yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break for that. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do do do. Yeah. So before the ad break, I was telling you, uh, Patrick shows up to Peggy's and just proposes to her. Right. Like he's crazy. He shows up with a dozen roses in a ring, and he's like, "Marry me, Peggy." It's a little. Delulu. Yeah. And Peggy just doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he's there. She just walks past him. Good for Peggy. Yeah, well, this doesn't really go over well with Patrick. He's feeling extremely rejected, so he does what any rational person would do. Not what a rational person would do. He goes home and creates a flyer. Okay. The flyer has Peggy's picture on it, and it says, I'm a slut, I'm a whore, I have herpes, and I'll give it to you. (laughs) This is not funny, I'm sorry. It's not funny, but like... What? It's childish. Right. Crazy person. Yeah. So that's what he does. Makes a flyer. I'm a slut. I'm a whore. I have herpes and I'll give it to you. And he puts Peggy's phone number on it. He then makes an insane number of copies and he hangs them all over Albuquerque. (sighs) Okay. So Peggy goes to police. But they tell her there's nothing they can do. It's just a piece of paper. Oh, okay. Except it's not. It's harassment. Yeah. So they say there's not enough evidence to charge him with anything. And they tell Peggy that if she wants anything to be done, then she has to record every instance of stalking and build a case against Patrick. Again, not her job. I don't understand why the police think this is acceptable to be like, okay, well, now you need to give us, like, it's your burden to investigate this and give us all of the evidence. No, I'm sorry, but that's your job. But Peggy's like, okay, so that's what she does. Patrick's getting worse, and he's now following her everywhere she goes. But obviously life has to go on. So Peggy's brother, from the pictures, it seemed it was three girls and one boy. So Peggy just has one brother. And he's getting married. So Peggy and Mark fly to Orlando for the wedding. It's nice for them to get away and take their minds off of Patrick. Uh, Unfortunately, while they're in Orlando, Mark receives a phone call from his mother, and his house is on fire. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So an investigation determines this fire was not an accident. I didn't think it would be. Nope. Uh, More than likely, this fire was set by Patrick, but there's no way to prove that. So this terrifies Peggy. Obviously, because Patrick has escalated, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Right. Phone calls were one thing. To lighting Making flyers and then following her around and then lighting her boyfriend's house on fire. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Luckily, though, Peggy has collected over 200 pages of evidence against Patrick. Good for Peggy. So she goes to the police. Not enough. No. They actually say they're able to charge him with a misdemeanor stalking charge. Oh, okay. And he's set to go to trial. But not for five months. What? Yeah. So in the meantime, he just gets to roam around free. That's annoying. He's able to continue terrorizing Peggy and Mark. Mark suggests that Peggy leave New Mexico until after the trial. And Peggy agrees. She thinks that's probably is for the best. And so she heads to Turlock, California. Okay. What's there? I don't know if there's anything necessarily there. I really have no idea why she chose Turlock, California, other than the fact that it's a thousand miles away from Albuquerque. Okay. Good enough reason for me. And Peggy's really careful not to leave a trail. But... Peggy's still terrified that Patrick's going to find her, and she has every right to be afraid. Uh, Patrick ends up hiring a private investigator to find Peggy. Mm -mm. And just a week before his trial, he jumps on a plane and heads to California. 
Is Peggy in California alone? Yes. Okay. Yes. From my understanding, she's alone in California. Okay. Uh, it made me think of the episode of Veronica Mars. You know what I'm talking about? There's yeah. like this little Russian lady and she's like looking for the love oh, of her life. Yeah. And then Veronica not. finds her and then uh, Keith stops her right in time and he's like, no, like these are like Russian mobsters and the person you're trying to find is in the witness protection program. Yes. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. And I was like, oh, forgot of that episode. <clears throat> yeah. So Patrick has jumped on a plane and he headed to California. Once there, Patrick drives to Peggy's and he breaks into her garage where he waits for Peggy. On January 18, 2003, Peggy enters her garage and Patrick surprises her. He duct tapes her mouth and then duct tapes her hands behind her back. With no way to defend herself, Patrick is able to then take his handgun and hit Peggy over the head. But by some miracle, Peggy actually escapes and runs to the neighbor's house. Oh, wow. It's because Peggy's a badass. Yeah. Uh, it's there that they call the police. But Patrick breaks into the neighbor's house and Peggy's there hiding in a bedroom. Police arrive, but Patrick is holding Peggy at gunpoint in the bedroom. And before the police can get to Peggy, Patrick shoots her in the back of the head and then turns the gun on himself. So yet again, we have a murder-suicide. Yeah. In the years since Peggy's death, her family has shared Peggy's story countless times. They hope that her story will save others. And while Peggy's death was completely unnecessary and devastating, some good has come from it. Peggy's law was passed and signed into effect by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger in the state of California. (laughs) Why are you uh, laughing? I just think it's so funny that he's a governor. Okay. Well, he's not anymore. He's a former governor. But well, I know, but... I put that in there because I also think it's funny that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a governor. <laughs> uh, so Peggy's law makes it illegal for a known stalker to hire a private investigator to track their victims. Which okay. should have already been illegal in all 50 states, in my opinion. Uh, in my opinion as well. <laughs> I don't really feel like that should have needed to be put into law. I feel like that should already be a law. Yeah. Or like common sense. Yeah. I feel like if somebody is, uh, like, you're a private investigator. Look, so look why don't you look your, into your not clients, clients and see that he's stalking a woman named Peggy Clinky, right. and now he's having you look for Peggy Clinky. Right. Like, that never even should have occurred. No. That, to me, is insane. Like, mm-hmm. batshit crazy that a private investigator. And I also want to know if the private investigator was held accountable at all. Probably not, because there's no law against it, but. They should have been. It's just, there's a difference between, like, breaking the law and, like, also morals. Right. And that, to me, is just crazy mm-hmm. that he even looked for her, for this guy. So, yeah. So, sure, Peggy Clunky. Yeah, that was crazy. Insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even understand. All because he was a douche. Yeah, pretty much. Because so, he... problem solved, don't be a douche. Yeah, don't be a dickass. Ugh. And that wouldn't have occurred. Like, if he would have just been a decent dude. Right. She was happy with him. Right. Like, Shirley left him because he became emotionally abusive. It's pretty easy. Don't be. Yeah. Just treat people with kindness and treat people the way you would like to be treated. Didn't we learn that from our parents in, like, kindergarten? Right. I think that's, like, number one lesson in kindergarten. Yeah. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. Correct. So, I don't know. Yeah, pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Like, the thing is, too, is she gave him ample opportunity, too. Like, she was living for three years. Right. She gave him ample opportunity. Like, you can only give people so many chances before you have to walk away. Right. Yeah, and I mean, good for Peggy. She was able to walk away. But it then, just sucks that she got away from him and then he still got her. Yeah. Like, you duct taped her mouth, duct taped her hands, and she got away. Right. Well, and the I mean, she got call, away from him multiple times. I thought about, like, playing the 911 call, but it's actually kind of terrifying because, like, she's you can hear the terror in her voice. And she's like, you have to get here. He's going to kill me. Right. 
Like, he's been stalking me, enough. and they don't get there fast enough. She's like, he's been stalking me, and he's going to kill me. And, like, also, it could have turned out so much worse, too. He could have killed the neighbor, too. Right. But, like, also, kudos to that neighbor for trying to help her. Right. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I don't know. Like, this might make me sound like a shitty person, but if somebody comes frantically, like, banging on my door, I don't know that I would open it. Yeah. In the world we live in today? Yeah, you never know. I would like to say that if somebody, I don't know, there's this kid that comes to my door all the time. You know? Mm-hmm. this kid and the first time he came i almost didn't open the door for him because i was like what is this there's this boy i don't know how old he is he's probably like 15 now but the first time he came to my door he's probably like i don't know 13 14 i don't know anyway he like comes to my door and i like check the ring and i'm like oh this looks like a young boy but i don't know it could be some sort of a trap right so i very you know hesitantly open the door i'm like hey what's up and he's like hi there um my phone died and i was just walking through the woods and i don't know how to get back home like do you think you could give me a ride home because it was dark and you could tell that he was like a little you know scared which right. I understand. And so I was like, mm, I'm not giving you a ride anywhere, but my husband will give you a ride. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. So I went and got Jacob. And, you know, Jacob's kind of a scary dude. So Jacob took him home. But then I also had to talk with that kid. And I was like, listen, dude, like, you can't just go knocking on random people's doors. Because luckily you got a nice person and, like, a nice family. But you don't know what you're walking into when you go knocking on a random person's door. Right. Like, that's really unsafe. I was like, you really shouldn't be just knocking on random people's doors and asking for rides. Right. Yeah. Like, we could be sex traffickers. You don't know us. Right. We could be serial killers. Like, you don't know us. Right. You don't know anybody. I mean. Right. And it was scary. But since then, I told him that. I was like, listen, if you ever find yourself in that situation again, our home is a safe home. Like, you can come here. We will give you a ride. By we, I mean my husband. <laughs> and since then, he's come to our house multiple times. Like, he gets caught out. I think what happens is I just live out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a lot of trails. So what I've decided is he walks these trails and, like, goes places because he can't drive. So he goes to, like, the there's a restaurant down the road from my house because the last time he had to go back from there. So right. he like walked the trails to this restaurant and that's what he's doing. He's just like taking the trails to get places that would take him longer if he were to take the main roads on foot. Right. Because the trails like cut through the roads. So yeah, the last time he came, he had a friend with him and he it was, was like, like and rain, I, right? yeah, it was like pouring rain and I like had motion at my door. So I, like, pulled up the ring. And he was like, no, this is a good house. This is a safe house. We can ask them. Like, I heard him talking. And he, like, knocked on the door. And I was like, hey. And I was like, hey, I know you. And he was like, hey, do you think your husband can give me a ride again? <laughs> I was like, listen, dude. Like, you need to not be getting yourself in these situations. Right. You are a child. And then also I have, like, a torn moral compass because he has Jacob drop him off. Like, not at his house because he wants parents to know he's getting rides from strangers. Right. And I'm like, I feel like I need to go, like, knock on the door. And be like, listen, your kid is coming to my house and getting rides and you need to have a talk with him about stranger danger. Right. But, but at the also, same time, then he won't come to your house. Right. Then whose house will he go to? So that's right. what I'm saying. Like, I'm having a really big struggle with that. And also, like, it caused zero sense in my own business. Right. But, like, I've already told him my house is safe. And it is safe. I mean, he can come to my house and I'll have Jacob give him a ride every time. Right. If Jacob's not home, he can sit on the porch until Jacob gets home. <laughs> I'm not giving him a ride. Right. I'm sorry, but I'm just not doing it. Yeah, I mean, especially not with your kids. No, like, I have three small children. And also, I mean, yeah, he's a 14, 15-year-old boy. But, like, I'm a fragile woman. <laughs> I'm a dainty little flower. I am. I'm just saying, like, no. Yeah. No, yeah. no. No, I get that. Not doing it. I don't even know why I went off on that tangent. That you want to open the door. Oh, right. I wouldn't open the door. I almost didn't open the door for him. Right. And he's a little boy. Right. But then I was like, ah, oh, I've got brothers. Right. And I would want, like, a good person. And I was nervous, too. Like, I, I was just concerned. Like, it could have been a trap or he could have just needed help. And if I didn't help him, he was going to go somewhere else. Right. And it could have been someone that wasn't as good as me. Right. Because I am genuinely a good person. 
for the most part. I, mean, I would agree. I don't. I think I have a pretty good heart, but you also have to be cautious. But yeah, I want it. Yeah, this world is a scary place. I'm just saying, though, like if somebody came running to my door like with duct tape on their hands, I don't know that I would open the door. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what do you guys think? Am I a horrible person? I need to know. No. Would I don't you think open so. the door? I want to know if the listeners would open the door. I mean, I wouldn't think they would, but maybe. Maybe they're better people than us. I just don't know. Like that. I guess it would depend too on, like, I don't know, like the state of who it was. Right. Like a man. Well, there was like a guy that came to my house not that long ago either and needed gas. Right. That? that was creepy. Right. And I was like, yeah, no. But it would probably depend too. Like if it was a child, I probably would open the door, even if it was a trap. Right. But then it's a trap. I know, but you just never know. Yeah. It's just a crazy world we live in. I would agree. So anyway, kudos to that neighbor for being braver than I. Yes. But also this was 2003, so I mean. A little different time. It was a little different time. 20 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you for day 11 tomorrow. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked. podcast listener do you love talking about movies music tv comics and games then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine this season the panelists discuss the best james bond film the best elton john single the best nickelodeon original series the best batman villain and so much more find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com more than 100 topics are already available subscribe today